let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. I didn't know they'd done that. It's like a fully, it's, it's like a fully caffeinated, decaffeinated coffee. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. A what? <laughs> a what? God, this, this is, is going to go downhill from here, <laughs> oh, oh, isn't it? This is yep. like the first beer. Yeah, as, I'm so uh, sorry. As well. So, um, as as the listeners would have probably guessed by now, <laughs> uh, guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Um, Roof's back uh, on opinions. Um, being the only guest that's ever been requested back I'm by our so listeners. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no need to apologise. And um, I'm just a bit worried it was requested instead of us. Yeah, just just Ruth on just her Ruth. own to, to replace <laughs> you and I as as, as a guest. And uh, Ruth has brought us to quite a strange location to, to record. Strange, a bit weird. This yeah. week's show. Let's we just describe our surroundings, I Ruth. I don't like it. Serial killer's basement in an American cop show. I, I think that sums it up perfectly. Broken dolls, uh, uh, bit actually, of dodgy lighting. Yeah. yeah. This is staff, all my nightmares kind of come to life. Staff half done, staff, staff hanging around. Yeah. Yeah, tools, hidden rooms. That base, basement. <laughs> that bloke who's lived at home till he's 45 and they've just yeah. discovered he's been killing people for 20 years. So it's where, like that. where are we actually, Ruth? Because you've sorted out this venue for us and yes, we should probably give them a so shout out for giving us a room. We are at the Depot, which is a pub owned by West Berkshire Brewery, who are the people I work for. And we are in the section looked after by Handmade Mysteries, who run escape rooms and such. Apparently, this is an escape room. Um, I've asked not to lock the door. Okay, but just behind you there is a great big red button that says do not press and it's taking every ounce that I've got of me not to go over and just push it. Reminds me so much of a Doctor <laughs> Who episode at the moment. You're, you're all over that, you're yeah. like that, aren't you? Um, so, so this week we're going to do a number of beers um, because we've kind of brought back something from the old beer o'clock show days which was the uh what would we taste beer and talk about it the county <laughs> the county showcases which uh which a few people have, have said oh it'd be great if you brought those back and uh ruth has obliged by getting us beers from from berkshire is it, is it berkshire or is royal it west ba- berkshire uh, royal or is berkshire it royal darling berkshire? Part of, part of or is it berkshire <laughs> uh, no it's not <laughs> So many kids. We're moving on to bourbon and bourbon again, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Indeed. No, Berkshire, most definitely. So, Berkshire. So, so, Not just West. So, so tonight we're just drinking beers from Berkshire. Yes. Um, what's the first one we're drinking? This is one of your beers, isn't this it? This is one of mine. So this is the Renegade Lager, which is brewed by West Berkshire Brewery, and this is our. Um, Say it. Go on. Go on. Craft. Cold and fizzy range. Craft range. Craft keg. Craft. Evil filth. Oh. Evil keg filth. Craft range. Uh, cold and fizzy range. Um, so it's essentially a Pilsner style, but made in the UK using UK ingredients, um, and we use extra uh, extra pale malt rather than lager malt, so it's got a bit more oomph. English hops. Um, That's probably what we were getting at the start then, because you said that you felt more like a pale ale. I, I, I wouldn't. I would have. If I'd had to, I would have guessed it was a lager. I, I would never have known this as a lager. 
That would, I would have struggled with that. But the idea of it, and if I'm talking to pubs about it, then it's like a really good in-between beer for people who are bored of Peroni or Stella and those kind of things, but aren't quite ready for Beaver Town. This is the in-between stage. It's gateway. Yeah, you're trying to say. gateway. Yeah. She was trying to avoid that one as well. I'm, I'm yeah. not saying the C word. Uh, uh, <laughs> are the words that you're avoiding tonight? Craft, gateway. gateway. Yeah. Many so others that we have in the front of us. Yeah. But it, I, I can see what you're saying. It I is, it is definitely a step along from your macros, but not quite full on. And cold and fizzy and swiggy and all, all the things that you want the lager to be, hopefully. It's it's full of flavour. Yeah, it's got flavour. I'm really enjoying it. So I what, feel what's... I can't say, I'm, I'm too biased what's... to review yeah, it. Yeah, but it's alright, that's fine. We... What, what's it actually called? What's, what's, is it literally... What? It's called Renegade Craft Lager. Okay, that, that, just so that if people are out and about, they, they, they know what they're, yes. they're, they're, they're looking for. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm really enjoying what Yeah, it's very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, not too gassy either. But would never have called that as a lager. No. Never. So I think it's really pilsnery. See, so I think... So, no, because I, I also, always associate maybe... pilsner being a bit cleaner than that. I, I, this feel, does feel more like a It's got that little bit of sweetness to it that I can yeah. associate with a pilsner. I think, I think my issue is with a pilsner is, is, is my, now my benchmark for pilsner is Urkel. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I'll go for in terms of style and flavour and what it looks and feels and tastes like and everything. And I, I could see this leaning towards it. However, that that been put in front of me blind in the, in the glass, I would never have called that as a Lagner. Lagner. There's, there's a new style right there. <laughs> okay, good. It's, it's a Lagner. <laughs> Ten minutes in. Yeah, um, as a Lagner it's a or a Pilsner, um, I, I would have I would have gone more pale out. Yeah, I'm same here. Cool. I would take that as a compliment. Take it as a thumbs up. I, I think take as oh. a massive compliment. So. While we finish this, we're going to we're going to try and be very brief with with the first section tonight <laughs> because we've got a lot to cover off on on, on this week's show. Uh, Beery adventures. Um, we always like to chat about what we've been up to. Yeah. Uh, Martin, what what have you been up to since our last studio show? Because we took a break. Yeah, last, we took a break. Last, a couple of weeks. Week. So Essex Bottle Show. Yes, always um, always a great evening. Always a great evening. We had a, we had a bit, few good beers and we had a few rank ones as well, didn't we? Mm. Had a few rank ones last week. That was. Always a bit disappointed when that happens. A few, a few iffy ones. Yeah, we had a homebrew again. We had another homebrew guy, didn't we? He turned up with a IPA at the end of it. It was a strange IPA. It was a very there strange was some, IPA. ingredients in that. And it literally had two big, two big litre bottles of these homebrew IPA as yeah. well. That, and they had the swing top. Um, swing, chamomile. Yeah, it was chamomile. chamomile IPA, that's what it was. And Are you two just being really polite? No, 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 we'll get to it. He, we told him that the chamomile was overbearing and he agreed. Yeah. It was It was just like drinking chamomile tea. So it was a really... Which I'm not a fan of. So no, and I like tea and I'm not a fan of chamomile. Uh, but it was very overpowering. It made it very dry as well, didn't it? Yeah. Made it very dry. But no, a couple of uh, highlights for me. We had the, um, a couple of beers from Cantillon. We had two beers from Cantillon that evening. Highlights for you, obviously, Steve. Really? Um, <laughs> no, nobody told me so I didn't bring any gaps on. We so had the, uh, the Goose 100% Lambic Bio, so basically the base beer. And I really loved that. And it was a couple of years on as well, that one. That was delicious. And uh, Dan brought the Rosé Gambrinus. Gambrinus Rosé, which was nice. very nice. Excellent. Uh, although he did break the rules by bringing a beer we'd already had. Not strictly speaking. Different, different version. Vintage. Different year. Yeah. Okay. So We let him off, did we? We did let him off. <laughs> on, on that. Uh, so that was probably one of the main highlights. What I would want to shout out is um, Adam Soulstar. 
They've reduced down from 2.7 to 0.9% recently, and I can't really tell the difference in the flavour. Really? Yeah. Because I was a little bit taken aback when I saw that announcement a couple of months ago now that, that they had reduced it, because it's already a low ABV beer at, what, at what, what, 2.5%? 7 Yeah. And, and now down to 0.9. So. And I had, I had a couple at Easter time, because I'd uh, volunteered to do a bit of driving, um, and the 0.9 I had a week ago, and I had one on yesterday when I was watching the football, and because uh, I still had to drive in the evening. Didn't really notice much difference. Nice and malty, decent body. Better than the ones we had when we did the alcohol-free show. Maybe we need With to the exception of Nanny State, which I still like. You can I, go back and do the low alcohol Yeah, show. I didn't like But not in a hurry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we don't, don't need to rush. We don't need to do a beer podcast featuring beers that have no... No beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not strictly speaking beer. Yeah, so that's about, that was about it for me, really. Okay. Uh, Ruth, what, what, what have you been up to beer-wise? Very few beer adventures, with the notable exception of our Whittam Beer Day Out. You did come and spend a day with me in my hometown, didn't Which you? Which was amazing. Um, and did, you not, did you not read his Christmas, pre-Christmas blog about the pubs before I, you went there? I did. <laughs> Or Matt's, Matt's blog, I should say. Matt's blog about my day out. Yeah. Which I was, was great. Um, Ghostwriting. Yeah. yeah. Drive to Brownies, I think. Ah, okay. And bacon and ribs. And got the pleasure of seeing Steve's face when he drank a pint of Ruddles County. Were you in a spoon? <laughs> was in a spoon. Spoon. Yeah. Yeah. So how much did that cost? And it was the best beer we'd had that day, so far. It, it was. And it's, it's interesting because we, we did a little... There was a little experiment going on into in, in terms of in spoons, how far can we make a tenner go if we use the camera vouchers? Okay, as, so as, if you, as, if you as basically well. go for their house beers, which is Ruddles IPA, didn't even do that. No, we, we tried some of the local specials that were on and we got six pints, we got six pints, including two pints of Woodfish for a tenner with That's 11 good. pence change, with, with 11 pence change, which is. A bargain. Pretty happy with that. <laughs> that was pretty good. But that led us on to a discussion in terms of, so, so if you were on minimal income and, and you were a camera member and had those vouchers, actually a, a, a night out in Spoons, a, a tenner for six pints on your own is a pretty good night out. Yeah, I think Spoons is... too much of a good night out, yeah. potentially. Well, no, because you, you can only use the vouchers a certain amount of times, can't you? You've only got ten vouchers per quarter. But yeah, you can only go back to that well so many yeah. times. But even so, I, th- I think um, at some point we need to do a spoons show. Maybe record it in a spoons. Record it in a spoons. Well, as long as it's not the shit one in Harlow or into the other. No, one. no, that's that, that's fine. But we can we can the one in Whitton has got lots of little nooks and crannies. What we could probably tuck ourselves. I've never, away. I've never been into that one. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do a spoons show. Spoon special. Yeah, spoon special. An evening in spoons with uh, <laughs> Martin. <laughs> We could invite people. You could sell tickets for that. We could sell tickets. Really, He's really good. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they can have 50p yeah. off if they turn up with a voucher. Absolutely. Um, I've not really got a lot to add to in, in terms of beer adventures. Yeah, you did the Essex bullshit. S- you did the Essex bullshit with you and the thing with you. Other than that, I've been drinking beer at home. It's a standard formula, really. It's not too much going on. That's all right. So, got through that fairly quickly. Yeah, brilliant. Didn't we? So, on to the news then this week. Um, again, trying to keep it short and sweet. Manchester Beer Week. Um, they're kicking off with the city's biggest ever brewery open day. So 
the, the plan is Manchester Beer Week is running from Saturday, June the 24th, right and through to the following weekend, which I think is 1st, 2nd of July. On that opening weekend, they've actually managed, I think, to get 12 breweries to open up their tap rooms in, in Manchester City Centre on the same day. So, so people can visit Manchester and they can do as many of those breweries as they possibly can. They can do the... Um, are those tap rooms not normally open on a Saturday then? Not all of them aren't. Uh, a good majority of them are. I think there's about six, six, seven of them are, are normally open every Saturday. Um, but this also takes in the entire, what's called the, the, the Piccadilly Beer Mile. So, so it runs down from the station right down all the way to, I think the one at the furthest end is, um, might be Chawton at, at the furthest end of the Beer Mile. Um, but I, I just think that's it's great that you've got these 12 breweries all opening up to celebrate what Manchester do. Yeah, in, I think in, so. In, in the Manchester Beer Week sounds amazing. It's just building and building yeah. in, in, in terms of what they've got going on there. Um, further details on, on that one, um, check out the Manchester Beer website, which I haven't got to hand right now, but I guess if you use Google, you'll be able to find it. Um, while we're talking uh, Manchester, and, and one of those breweries that's on the beer mile, one that we've been to, and we've recorded it recorded there. As, as well, so we've been to Beer Nouveau, um, they've announced they're, that they're doing, uh, they, they are planning a crowdfunding um, programme, and, and I I know we've chatted about this, yeah. we really like the sound I'm excited about of, this of one. what Steve's planning here. So what, what he wants to do is to take heritage recipes, put them in wooden casks, and, and set up a heritage barrel program. Um, two streams are available. He, he's looking at doing IPAs and Russian Imperial Stouts. Now you can invest in one or the other or both. Both. Which which just sounds. I can't choose between that. Absolutely amazing. In barrel. No, I can't choose between investing in just an Imperial or an IPA. I'd invest in both. It's it's interesting because the whole IPA thing is. It's heritage IPA, so it's IPA it's real as IPA. it would have been brewed originally. It means it's not murky, and it means it's not fizzy, but it means it's it's been brewed for the market it was intended for, and I'm really excited about... Yeah, but we tasted some of his beers when we did the uh, Beanomicon podcast, which he was doing yeah. based on old recipes. They were fantastic, and I would love to taste the special brew one they did. I, oh, being on the yeah, club. that was released what just this past weekend, yeah. wasn't it? They, they they did a clone of special brew um, side by side with Carlsberg special brew. Um, but I was I went to uh, Beer Nouveau during last year's Indie Man. He did a history of history IPA? of IPA series, and he had twelve different beers on. Uh, four were from the wood which were the oldest versions of IPAs that he could find recipes for and brew. Four were on cask and then four were on keg. And, and they were all going from oldest to newest. So, and it was just, it was incredible to try all these beers. And I only made it about eight beers through and I had to tap out a bit because I, I, I was done. I, I just couldn't feature anymore. But the stuff that Steve's doing up there, I'm, I'm really excited about yeah, this. I, 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 I can't, I still, can't I wait for him to release both, details on that. It's, the more details, the better on that one. Very exciting. I mean, we'll, we'll link through to, for now, he's produced an information brochure. Uh, we'll link through to that in the show notes if people want to, to have a read about what's going on. They can do. Um, Thornbridge uh, have once again teamed up with Waitrose to do the, um, the, the homebrew competition this year so um, now into its fourth year 
think so. There have been three versions of, of beers that have won this. Um, quite exciting in, in terms of what ends up coming out of it and, and the entries that they get. Um, but if you are a home brewer and you want to enter, um, all the details are at gbhomebrew.co.uk. And then finally, uh, no, not finally this week, because there is one more after this. Seems to have lost a piece of paper, but there it is. It's all very uh, professional, this. It's amazingly professional. Seamless. I'm really put off by the dummy that's staring over my shoulder um, while I'm going through this. Um, Don't talk about us like that. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> massive shout out to uh, a brand new beer podcast on, on the block. So the uh, the Northeast Sipping Forecast, which is... Uh, jointly hosted by fan of the show Miles Lambert, uh, released their first episode uh, last week, which I know. Yeah, you, I listened. Yeah, to I listened to it last uh, did, back did you, in the last week. I also listened. Yeah, and yeah. you got a mention. Uh, see, I'm not sure. I specifically it was you. Got a he so said, "You're He said, "Someone has been moaning." So he said, "Someone's been moaning at me about the Jaipur size of bottles going down." He don't, I don't know what he, I, he expects me to do about it. It's you. I'm not sure he's me. Unless we're going to say that you never moan about anything, in which case it's... That's that's probably fair. Fine. Um, <laughs> I, I think we, we know Miles listens, so Miles, can you just clarify whether that was me or not you was referring to? <laughs> just, just so we can put an end to this one. But I I really enjoyed the format. Uh, oh, the so interaction just, was really good. Just two guys just chatting about beer, yeah. which is which is great. And, and for me... Jedi Master and Padawan. The hour flew flew by I, yeah. I didn't even really feel like it was it was going on I just really enjoyed the way they were chatting and um, it's great to see them focusing on one area of the UK as, uh, as well so uh, again that'll be linked through in the show notes if you want to check out the Northeast Sipping forecast so finally in this week's news uh, and this is kind of breaking news as we we recall tonight so so imagine the ticker tape at the bottom going across your screen right now yeah absolutely uh, and don't expect us to go into too much detail because we might cover this uh, next week if unless something else pops up in the meantime uh, so this is a, apparently Carlsberg have openly said today that they will buy a UK craft brewery before the end of this year or at the beginning of next year which has led to a whole Twitter storm yeah. of speculation about who that might be um, there were some hot favourites th- th- yeah do we want to go into this now, or should we tease this a little bit and, and, no, and get we'll say a few bits? I mean, Do you the want hot, to place bets now, and then we can see what happens. The hot favourites were for Dan's and Four Pure, weren't they? On Twitter today. For Dan's. No, is, too new. I don't think the Dan's. Far would, too new. No. Oh, I thought no, not for Dan. Sorry, that's my fault. Vocation. Vocation. Again with V. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe. Vocation and Four Pure were two that I saw. Uh, somebody threw Redwell in there that I didn't think would be a bad shout. In terms of, of, of I, I don't know if Redwell have quite got the. They're in Tesco now. Okay, so maybe they have then. Be, before I finish, particular sentence. No, they're in Tesco now. They're no. in Tesco in Wokingham, so I presume that means. Oh, okay. So their reach is yeah, reach is getting bigger. Any others that we think that might fall to that particular sword? I threw in Beaver Town. I was shot down in flames by I, I guess. I, I don't see Beaver Town ever going down that route I don't see why they would need to I'm still putting it out there we're thinking more or wild beer no wild beer have just raised over a million in crowdfunding They're, they've smashed their crowdfunding so I mind you that didn't stop Camden did it <laughs> let's, let's be honest <laughs> um, but no I don't I, I, I think I think the problem with wild beer is and it's not a problem 
I think wild beer produce beers that cater for a very specific segment of the market. I don't think they produce beers that are generic. They're not commercial enough. No. In their their beer offering. I I think Vocation is a great shout in terms of where they've gone from in a short amount of time to being probably one of the most sought after craft brands that were stocked by independents suddenly appearing in Tesco's having a bad time because they had some quality issues having dealt with that now and, and now producing good beer on a on a regular basis they've got to be up there as a favorite haven't they so what, about, what do you think i find it's very interesting that for a long time i've been on the big brewery buys small brewery doesn't really matter still making good beer bandwagon and a lot of other people have been up in arms because Heineken Ball Adelita, so whoever it might be. But you two are now talking like it's a compliment to be bought. Mm. Which I think it is. It, it's kind of like proof, oh, I was it's just saying you you've worked hard and you've done well and now you're gonna get a these, big cash and joke. Well people like Heineken and people like ABM Bev, Asahai, they don't buy shit. No. So you've got to be doing something right and producing something good before they move in. Because it's still a business, you still need to make money. They don't throw their money away. So, not necessarily saying it's a compliment, but they've got to be doing something right in the first place. I, I, I agree with that, actually. And, and it's, it's, as you, if you said that, it's just reminded me, actually, that, I mean, this is, we've done the news without even mentioning the big buyout story of the week, which was the wicked weed selling out in the, in, in the US. And I, I've got to admit, probably the reason why it passed me by is because I'd never tried any of their beers. No, bypass me. probably hadn't heard of them until... They'd been bought out. Yeah, I am. But now uh, I do know about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there, there was there was some suggestion earlier on on, on, on Twitter as well of, of people people were even suggesting meantime who have been bought twice now. I, I believe really? they, they were bought uh, by SAB Miller, who then sold them on. And it, it's like, well, is, is this not getting to a point where they're, they're no more than a commodity that people are but, yeah, selling but, I mean, on I, I, from? But that's a highest way into the market as well, and the way in. I, I don't think that I don't think that's the likely one. For, for people that aren't <laughs> sat in the room with us right now, Ruth's just put her hand up, which <laughs> probably means that she wants to speak. Asahi. Oh, fucking correct. I'm so sorry. Pronunciation. I'm so bourbon of bourbon soon. Well, well, we're having I'm, a I'm so sorry, <laughs> but definitely Asahi. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to pull me up on the actual point. It was my, oh, no, that's your opinion. It's my grandma. Okay, so let's 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 nail our colours. <laughs> let, let's nail our colours to the mask right here, right now. Um, Carl, Carlsberg, How do you pronounce it? Carl's no. Carlsberg Carl. have said they're going to buy a, a UK craft brewery. Who's it going to be, Ruth? Purity. Mine. I'm going to stick with Beaver Town. You stand with Beaver Town. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with It's my Leicester City. I, I'm actually going to go for Four Pure okay. because I, I think they are, they just, they, they strike me as a brewery that have been set up to be bought by somebody. They're, they're, the way they do everything is just so clean and professional and they, they, and they feel like Camden did when, when Camden was still considered as craft. I didn't do it. I, I didn't do the the, the 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 air quotations like you just did. Again, audio podcast, people can't see that. <laughs> um, so uh, that finishes the news. We've made our predictions yeah. on, on, on that. And we can come back to this podcast 
in a year's time when Carlsberg announced that they'd bought Fulpia. Um, and <laughs> and that's, Fuller's, because that's what they ask. It's a craft brewery. Yeah, exactly, fine. yeah. Um, final thoughts on the lager before we move on to, to, to the next beer that we're having this evening. Well, looking at all the glasses, oh, it's gone. It has gone. We've I, finished it. I, I really enjoyed that. Actually. Yeah, I thought it was really refreshing. It's nice, good choice. Yeah. yeah. Still not very lagery, but... No, it's it's easily it's easily. A well, it's bit not lager as we know it. Or you could session on that. Lager as we perceive it. Session on that without so, getting too gassy. And I was so scared about giving you two beer from the brewery that I work for and having that it was called craft lager. That was called craft lager, and because there was no way if you hated it, I could edit it out. So I'm very chuffed. Thank you. Well, not soon as you don't do the editing. No. No. <laughs> and Steve barely does any editing. No, that's <laughs> I, tried, I tried to do minimal editing these days. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice beer, and yeah. I, you know, we do use the word gateway a lot, but it would work as that if someone, if you go in and someone says, Oh, you know, what do you want? and they normally go for a Peroni or a Stella, and you give them the option, so well, what about this? It's not a million miles away, but it still moved the dial along. You know, we've gone from your pH seven, we've moved away from the neutral, we've, yeah. we've gone somewhere else, so it's, it's a nice beer. So what's, what's, what's next, beer-wise? So next yeah. up, we have two beers from the nicest man in the brewing industry. Ooh, who could that be? I wonder. Ba, ba, ba. So also from Berkshire, we have beer from Elusive, which is lovely Andy, who everyone loves and adores. And first up, we are having, it's time for Plan B. So Plan B is a Belgian-style A Belgian-style pale ale made of English malts, German and Australian hops and Belgian yeast. Do you want the full tasting note? No, 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 that, no, that, no. that will do. Thanks. No, no, never no. give us the tasting note. Because he uses the word slide, which is slightly worrying. Okay. Why is that? They slide together, apparently. I think that might be to do with the label, to, to, to be fair. But I think this is the anti-Brexit beer. It was the beer that was, yeah. Um, I think the label was very much um, pouring beer all over the table. It wasn't the table. Um, very no, that's much. your job, Steve. <laughs> Only when we were uh, recording the <laughs> yours, it would be. Um, so this was, uh, I think you produced this after, uh, the, produced the label after the Brexit vote last year, for, for sure. Uh, oh, is it post? Post-Brexit. Yes, which is why it's got a... For those that haven't seen the, the label of this, it's a hybrid half and half of uh, Boris Johnson and Terminator. Um, on, on the Although label. for legal reasons, that's not explicitly written on the label. It's it's not, but that's obviously... Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> no. let, let, I, don't, I love the label, don't get me wrong. Oh, the label's excellent. I, I, love, think, I, I, love, I love Andy's labelling for Lucid yeah, Brewing. Yeah, yeah, the 8-bit. Um, labelling is just fantastic. It's a bit like the Pac-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy the other day. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let, let's not too too many spoilers in there for for people that have maybe not seen it yet. Um, sorry, you're now sitting through the live version of the Geek Podcast. Good, thanks. Um, so, cheers. 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 Well, people get free clinks. Yes. Well, away from the microphone, so hopefully people aren't moaning about it either. No one so have you got that hint of Belgian-y on the nose? There is some Belgian-y there. It smells of Belgium. Mm. Bready, yeasty, banana-y, flowery, it's all that sort of Belgian. Passion Belgian-y. fruity. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely got, yeah. Ooh, it's it's passion fruit, It's yeah. definitely got Sank Extra in there, isn't it? It's Andy's happiness. Andy happiness. 
It's going to make us all lovely people. Yeah, on the on the taste, it's certainly not overpowered by the the Belgian. Yeah, I suppose the Belgian bit is mainly the yeast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean that's. So the yeast gives you like bananary. For me, that's only on the nose, really, more more so than mm. in the than in the flavour. Very dry at the end for me. Flavour dry, bitter, mm. easy. Yeah, no, it is. Nice ABV, four point two. Did you say? Smashable. Smashable, we're classing it smashable. Yeah, yeah 4.2. Put it in that category. Goes in the smashable box. It's about, it's about 4% less than usual Belgian pale ale. Yeah. And Andy's just celebrated his first birthday. He has. He has. Indeed. Congra- congratulations to Andy. Did you take takeover locally? One of the Reading Brew, one yeah, of the Reading pubs. Great fryer. Yeah. He did a tap takeover, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, no, congratulations to Andy. Yeah, and he's done a few in London recently as well. He did one at uh, Mason and Company. Yeah. Which is no mean feat because yeah. we, we've been there. He had a number and of beers. And there's a number of taps there. And but he had a number of beers. I couldn't get yeah. over there, but he had a number of beers on there. And he did one at Lake Norin yeah. as well, where and apparently all of his stuff sold out in hours. Yeah, literally, apparently. Yeah. I think 100% served for him. Yeah. So And so pleased he's doing so well. Absolutely. So, um, based... Not too far outside of Reading. Yeah, and it's in Finchampstead. On the same estate as Siren. Siren. So it's over the over the hedge. Yeah. Siren. And hopefully him and Siren will both have beers at the Bracknell Beer Festival at the end of May. Are you going? Yes. Oh, cool. Excellent. That's where you first sampled some of his stuff last year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Both, he, he's, both his offerings won their categories and overall beer at the festival mm. straight away. And I just went straight for his beers anyway. I think we're uh, we're probably long overdue an Andy on this podcast. To be we are. So I think I think we need to do all we can to go over there and have some beers with Andy and and, and, and feature him and because he was a, a, a guest a number of times. He was I think on the old beer o'clock show he was second only to Justin Mason who appeared a ridiculous number of times. <laughs> at our next most featured guest after Justin was Andy who, who had been on with us as a home brewer uh, on a number of occasions and then I think we finally got to feature him with one of his early commercial brews as well which was, was at one of the live shows wasn't it yes yeah yeah the the last show yeah that, that we did yeah so yeah I'd be yeah. more than happy to do that absolutely wherever Andy is it's another matter yeah, Andy yeah. basically we've invited ourselves over well, we have we've invited ourselves <laughs> over and you're going to appear on Opinions so congratulations you've made it <laughs> Um, okay, so while I finish this off, we're going to um, cover off, uh, we're going to try and do two polls. Ambitious setup t- tonight. Tonight, yes, considering we're already 30 minutes in. Are we really? Yes. Uh, and we were going to keep the, the opening short. Okay, how did that go? Not so well. Okay. Um, so, uh, the reason why we're doing two polls is because, obviously last week we didn't do... Uh, uh, opinion show we did Irish Beer Report because the damn bank holidays get in the way of our recording schedule yes. um, so, so we threw out a random poll that we thought nobody would get involved in um, and it actually ended up being our second most popular ever poll where did the question come from again I couldn't remember I don't know we're not <laughs> even going to do a tribute to, to a random listener this time uh, I don't think so I think it was literally over the course of about a week, I had seen a number of people use the word... And you thought it was wrong. In different descriptions of a beer. And you thought it was wrong. I didn't think it was wrong. I was just... I Because I still don't know where I sit with this. But I was like, 
the, the, the one in particular was, I, I think somebody said that this beer looks dank. And I was like, a beer can't look dank. It's dank is something else. So, so I had to ask the question. Yeah, because we were going to go a different poll last Sunday. We, we were. We were just going to do something random yeah. because it was a it was a bank. It was an in between. Did you think we get it? How, one, many, how many votes did we get, Steve? Three hundred and seventy. About the word dank. <laughs> yes. How the fuck did that happen? Which is second only to our most popular ever poll, which I can't remember right now. <laughs> it was that popular. Um, but I don't. So, so yeah, three hundred seventy uh, votes on this, and, and we simply asked. Opinions, 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 opinions. When you say dank, what is it that you're referring to? So, um, the most popular um, percentage, forty-five percent, went for taste. Forty percent went for aroma. Eight percent for mouthfeel, and seven percent for presentation. Now, within the first 10 minutes of this poll going live, somebody replied and went, 50% of people are wrong. Which I, I struggle with because at the end of the day, this is all about people's opinions. And I, I come from the sort of, no, no, don't shake your head um, because people it's can't not. see it again. The word okay. dank does have a definition though, it, doesn't it? It does. Okay, so, so we got, have we got a, a dictionary yes. definition of what is it? Do you want me to read Whatever it Whatever I put on my tweet. Okay. Um, yeah, you linked to a, to a dictionary definition. So, the Press de- it on paper. definition was a damp, mouldy aroma as A, or essentially a cannabis weedy aroma as B. Okay, so, so a lot of people came back with, with, with stuff about it being weedy. Which none of us know what that smells like. Obviously. No, absolutely not. My mother not. will listen to this. No, no, I'm sure no. not a single person that listens to this podcast has any idea what that smells like. Um, so, so quite a lot of people said that in, in terms of... And, and I suppose that's okay, isn't it? Because hop's part of that same family, same family isn't it? So would you not expect that if they were being used in a particular yeah, way? but it's an aroma. So, so, so for you, so, so. So, in my opinion. No, for you then, or in your for you, opinion, it's unequivocally aroma. Is it aroma? It's aroma, but with the caveat that a large proportion of our taste is aroma linked. So, if you have a cold, then you can't taste stuff because you know it's a yeah. so you can't sell it. So, they're all it's all linked through. But aroma leads, and our sense but of smell a, leads. But aroma is something like seventy percent of what we taste. Okay. What did you think it was? I would have gone for taste in, in terms of it's got a dank feel to it. But then my, I suppose my definition of dank is a handful of wet, mouldy leaves that have been left in a muddy puddle that have been stepped in many times. That's dank. That sounds delightful. To, to, to me. But what do you mean by dank feel? In terms of taste. Because a feel isn't a flavour, it feels a, another thing. I, I, didn't, did I, I didn't say feels like, did I? Yeah, that's what you just said about the leaves. Yeah. Just goes to prove I I'm never coming back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually lost for words. While you're pondering, so for, me, for me, I went, I'm fairly certain I went for Roman purely because it all, the word dang just reminds me of sellers. 
Which is, and I'm going to... And having grown up above an off-licence where we had a cellar, which me and my brother used to play football in, probably we weren't allowed to, but we did. But that's what it always gives me that sense. I think it's the old factory system going on there. It's like, it just reminds me. Yeah. So a, a, a few people said that as well. So Beer Bay Reviews, at Beer Bay Reviews, said a cellar or dungeon... Interesting that he chose to put that in brackets. Well, he could come here then. He or, ch- or she chose to put that in brackets, let's say. Uh, that previously suffered from damp, which is now fully dried out, but still has a slightly musty vibe. Um, Chris Elston at Elston's Beer Blog, the lonely cave in which I consume all my beer. I can Worried really about relate to that. I, I can <laughs> really relate to, to, to that one. Um, a lot of people, uh, Edward Shaw at Dr. Shaw 69, Nothing in relation to beer, a damp place where mushrooms grow. It's not something that beer should be aspiring to, which which I found quite an interesting in comic because it would seem as though there are a few breweries right now that are aspiring to brew dank beers. Is dank bad? For me, dank is bad because I associate it with that mouldy, mossy, like the slightly mulchy leaf thing. And I kind of... It's what I just said, though. I know. And you both went, well, what does no. that feel no, like? You said, you you said, said feel. If you edit this to make you look good, I'm going to be so angry with you. No, I'm not editing. I'm not editing this because now you've said it, <laughs> I now <laughs> can't edit it because you've referred to a point earlier on in the podcast, which is something that people that do professional podcasts do very well to stop them from editing out the bad <laughs> bits. Um, I don't think it's a positive thing. Because um, no one, I don't think anyone actually came back saying, I don't want dankness, did they? Several people did, but they don't want it. Yeah. Well, they all said it smells like a cellar, which I presume no is one a said, bad Yeah, thing. but we get people describing um, um, certain beers as tobacco and the bottom of an ashtray and, and like leather. I would well, say we had the person with they're, they're back to the dungeon bit again. So, so Edward Shaw said, yeah, it's not something beer should be aspiring to. Mark Johnson at Mark and Johnson, uh, I went for presentation because I only use dank in reference to my cellar, which is dank. Any other use of the word is for expletives. I mean, maybe I've used dank before as a beer, beer descriptor, but now I've bettered myself <laughs> as a person. <laughs> I love that yeah, last bit. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, I just, um, and, and then I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because despite it being our second most popular ever poll, this isn't the focus of tonight's show. I just want to finish it off with this one comment. Um, FNord, so at FNord2323, there appears to be no option for I still don't know what dank means, (laughs) which I possibly might agree with that in, in terms of... I think I know it when I taste it, but I couldn't describe what dank means it seems overused to me but it seems overused to me by the people who put Iceman paws on Instagram so I ignore them entirely anyway I think that's a great point to finish that on. I need to ask a quick question about Iceman paws oh, no okay. yeah, no, 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 no seriously I do I've paid no real attention to the Iceman paw thing what the fuck is it anyway I actually don't no, know no fucking clue it, it's pouring a beer to the absolute top of the glass with no head. For no reason. And what? the term Iceman? No idea. Because it, because it looks cool. Does it? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it links to... It looks flat and Val Kilmer's character in Top Gun. He was called Iceman. Yeah. Wasn't he? I was trying to think how it links in. Because, I he, can't was, think, uh, because he was super cool. Yeah. And they 
No, I, 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 like I said, I haven't paid no, not much attention. I haven't had a chance to ask. And I just thought I'd ask now, as you got mentioned. Okay, it's not, it's not something I believe... It's unlikely to win You could do a poll about it. No. We did. Did oh. we? Yeah, it was an off-season poll. And I obviously paid no attention to that. <laughs> people, <Well done>. <laughs> <laughs> people weren't happy with it, being an off-season poll. So what do we think the Belgian pale ale? All I, gone. I really enjoyed it. It was delicious. Um, for me, as not a fan of Belgian beers and Belgian styles, it wasn't too Belgian-y. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded a bit more Belgian-y, because I do like Belgian beer. But as as a as a good intro to Belgian beers, and for someone who doesn't like it like yourself, I think it's excellent. Yeah. So it still had a bit of Belgium on the nose. Just just a little bit. Yeah. Just it enough to make it, it a was little Belgium. bit different. But I, I would have been quite happier with a bit more ABV and a bit more Belgium. Yeah, but we know that you can do a different that's well. that's not Andy's market. He doesn't no. he doesn't go big ABV because no, no. his market is predominantly a cast market, and he knows that. And that's what he aims for. Andy does it very well. I'm just saying I wouldn't mind. So you want Andy to personally yeah. brew you double plan, plan C. B. Plan C. Yes. <laughs> We've all gone really shit. Yeah. <laughs> we have plan C. Yeah, plan C might be needed. And if we'll we had be... Brexit and Trump, then what's going to be the next thing that makes it plan C? Oh, God. Let's not go there. No. We, 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 Shall we have some more Andy? Let's let's have some more Andy. What have we got next from, from from Andy? Next up, now we have level up, level six. Okay, so this is the latest version of the American, American Red, brewed with blank or blanc, depending on how I think, big. I think because it's a C, it's blanc. Blanc it? and enigma. Okay, so American Red. From what I know, is the beer that started it all for Andy. This is the that the base version of this beer was the one that he won the national homebrew competition with, okay. oh, was it? which gave him a considerable part prize fund, which allowed him to put into Elusive Brew to, to become a commercial. So this brewery. will always be quite a special one for him. Then this will always be. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it was this one. I'm sure somebody out there will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Andy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the American Red was the one that won it for him when, and that was when Craft Beer Co. hosted the, the, the National Home Group. Oh, it was that one? Yeah, and, and he won it. And I think the original version of it was brewed with... So how far have you got up on the levels then? I think you're right with the way it says, on the back of the bottle, in many ways, this is the beer that started things for us. The first iteration was named Winning Beer in the Craft Beer Company National Home Brewing Awards in 2014. We use prize money as deposit on our five barrel brew house and the rest, as they say, is history. Aren't you good? Steve actually knows stuff. I, I do actually know stuff. know stuff and I and I do believe as well that the first commercial version of this was brewed with Dark Star Brewery as well because they sponsored the, the competition at the time. There's a really interesting nose on that. I think it's got a lovely nose on it, but I can't quite place it. It's a little floral. So I get more of like a. This is the opposite. <laughs> I get a bit of like burnt something. I get like burnt caramel at the top yeah. of the top yeah, of the creme brulee. Creme brulee is a great shell, actually. That's. Got to get that burnt thing going on. It's quite sweet as well, isn't it? Do you not expect that from a red beer though? Do I do. Style-wise, 
you expect reds to be a little bit sweeter? No? Yeah. But I don't. No, I was, I was looking, I'm not saying they always look like it. You just pulled a face. Um, I guess it depends on the hopping, because you can have a red beer that's got loads of bittering hops in it, which would counteract any sweetness. But so style-wise... For this kind of beer, where's the sweetness coming from then? It's got to be from the malt. Some sure. kind of malty goodness, some rye, I might guess, but I'm going to be wrong. No, just in the malt. Talking about like caramel, it's got a bit more sweetness to it, a bit more toffee. I'll get an email as soon as Andy hears this, and yeah. actually you're, you are entirely wrong, and we do this to it. But it's um, it's very delicious. It's, it's very drinkable. And, and again... So does all the beers he do that goes in the bottle, does he do them on cask as well? I believe so, yeah. So there's always a cask iteration of this. Yeah. In which case, I think I'd like to taste this on cask more than plain beer. cask version of this, I think, would be amazing. I think this on cask, yeah. served spot on, would be fantastic. I think, okay. I think to, to, to be fair, the majority of Andy's brew beers that I've tried all feel as though they would lend themselves to cask more than any other version. Yeah, and that's all, that, again, going back to what you're saying about his MO, that's definitely his MO, isn't it? It's cask. Yeah. Because he knows his local market, yeah. he knows what he's aiming at. And he does it very well, though. Yeah. You know, and the plan B, quite happy to have that in the bottle. I don't know if it would be much different on on draft anyway, but this on cask, I think it'd be fantastic. And has he just, he's just expanded a little bit again as well, hasn't yeah. he? He's just bought in some more FBs he's as well. He's bought a new FB. Yeah. Which I think is FB4, but he's going to downgrade FB3 to FB4 and upgrade the new one. Okay. Because it's shiny. But it's, it's great that he's at a point where just a year in, he's already expanding to the point where he's bringing in new equipment and he's trying to get more beer I think he's doing, he's doing so well and he seems to have done it just because he makes really good beer and he's a nice guy and I think that's the, but it's also, the best possible way yeah, to do I, anything. I think it's the variety though. So you were talking about Mason and Co with the tap takeover. We mentioned Leighton and Orion, but Mason and Co especially, I think he had number of beers on that night so to be able to produce all those beers had them all ready and delivered turn up for bearing in mind his small workspace relatively yeah. speaking I mean that's pretty good on the logistics yeah. as well I think the fact that it's it's just him yeah and I'd like to say that he nicely gifted this beer to us for us to enjoy um, but like when he's doing deliveries he hasn't got a bloke to come and do it he chucks it in the back of him again and drives to yeah. Reading and puts it in the cellar. It's, no, all, it's, it's all him and hard-earned and well-deserved. No, no I, I'd go along with well-deserved, def definitely. And having met him a few times now as well, he is the nicest bloke in brewing. It's, it's, yeah, yeah <laughs> you're not going to meet a nice Excellent hugs. Yeah. Which probably leads us quite nicely into uh, why we're drinking beers from Berkshire. It, it, it does, um, which is this week's main Oh, we're not, oh, we not finished the show yet. <laughs> oh, no, we're only, we're only just starting. Sorry, listeners. This, this, this Again. This show, yes. Um, this is what happens when you only have a 15-minute show the week in between. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we probably need to stop dropping in substitute shows to, to the main show, to, to be fair, because people get used to a thing and then it stops. Yeah. Um, okay, so this week we asked... Opinions, 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 opinions. Opinions. Do you overlook your local breweries? Um, which I thought was quite a simple poll. Hold on. Just reading out the options. If you... Yes. 
open brackets, why, question mark, close brackets. No, open brackets, who are they, question mark, close brackets. And then haven't got any nearby. So I thought that was fairly self-explanatory in terms okay, of... Okay, so the question was, do you, do, you, do you overlook your local breweries? Yes, yes, yes no. no. Yes, no, or don't care. Yeah, or don't have any. Pr- pretty much. The third option. And yeah. what exactly got you so angry? That lots of people seem to really misunderstand what the question was. I think, <laughs> personally, Twitter is drinking too much murky beer and it's clouding their judgement of That's being a, able oh, to read the He's, he's managed well to use murky and cloudy all in the same sentence. Yes. I, well I, done. You've I, worked on that for a while. I you? have, yeah. Yeah. yes, yeah, absolutely. So I thought it was quite a simple poll. So anyway, I'm going I'm to run down some of the responses and then we can get into whether people overlook their local beers or not because I, I know we'll probably have... Maybe Martin and I will have similar <laughs> views to yeah, this quite from the same area, but obviously, Ruth, with, with the range of beers you've bought this evening, a slightly different view. So um, so we have many comments for... Uh, a lot of people said uh, that they live in Yorkshire and everything's brilliant. Lucky them. Wish I lived in Yorkshire, to be, to be fair, um, when you think about the breweries out there. Uh, there, was, also, there was three big areas which came out on this poll. Yorkshire, the North East, Sussex, Stroke, Brighton... And Manchester, yeah. so, so I think that's four, actually. And Bristol. Uh, Bristol came up a couple of times, yeah. not as many times as, as, as Definitely the Definitely not as did, many, it came up, but, but not it, as many, it, did it? It came up, so, and, and I think we know those as brewing hotspots around the country. Yeah. For me, the interesting thing was we didn't have a load of people come back with London this, London that, and, and I thought we'd get a lot of that, which we didn't get. We had one comment about South London, and that's about it. That's about it, really. Yeah, which I think, again, probably... Is that one of those overlooking bits as well? No, I think it's that we just have a much greater northern fan base that contribute to what we actually bother doing. That's our our, our northern lean. Yes. Our northern bent. Absolutely. Um, So going into a bit more detail, uh, Mark Johnson, um, again, always makes a a comment when he can. Um, I don't overlook them, but I don't support them anymore either brackets the majority which is quite an interesting comment mm-hmm. dependent on where Mark's based in, in, in the country Mark's up in the northwest Manchester a- area so oh, Huddersfield's one of his favourite spots isn't yes it? he supports it, Huddersfield doesn't it is, he yeah. um, Son of a Gun um, who I haven't mentioned him for a while he hasn't been around a while but he, might, he, he may has, not be his last mention he has, he has come back ooh, ooh slight spoiler there maybe <laughs> um, yes I overlook them because, because they only have a core range and don't release anything new or exciting which I think is probably we can probably all appreciate what he's saying there really no Lo- what local breweries don't release anything new or exciting that only have a core range and don't release anything new or exciting I can't believe they only have a core range Let's carry on reading. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I think this, this will tie yeah. into our, yeah. our divide. Um, John Stanley at JW Stanley 1007. Yes, mixed reasons. Most local breweries only produce some mediocre versions of traditional styles, which I'm, we may lean towards that. Um, Clay Pot Frog Porridge. I'm still He's not sold that, on yeah. his new name. No, no. Still, thankfully, at Clayfish. Yeah, can um, we just go back to Clayfish? Yeah, so at Clayfish, you know my local breweries, so apart from Brewers Gold, all the Essex beer can get in the sea. Which <laughs> <laughs> probably don't, we probably don't need to say any more on that this evening. Uh, Janice Dunn at Mrs Beer Snob, absolutely not. Uh, my local brewery own a pub locally, and I love spending time in there and enjoying their beers, support local and all that jazz. Um, Mark M at Drunk Res, yes and no, actually. 
I drink what I can find. If they're not on cake, I overlook them. That interested me, that one. Man after my own heart. Well, <laughs> the cake thing. Yeah, Absolutely. basically, I'm quite happy to support local, as long as it's good, it's and on cake. Yes. But most smaller breweries won't really have the kit to do cake beer, so they will be yeah. cask. Yeah. By because nature. they're serving a local just, market. Just by nature, and yeah. by finances as well. Yeah. Um, beer Nouveau at Beer Nouveau, after much back and forth with Steve about what the poll actually meant, he finally understood it and then came back with, ah, gotcha, no, I drink at my local brewery, after all it's mine. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. Full marks. I'm, glad, I'm glad he said that. Thanks for that, Steve. Could, could you not just have said that at the beginning and saved and me a whole lot of And stopped you being so yeah. angry. And, and then the final one, and, and this will lead us into our discussion this evening, Simon Clark at Simon Carbon. But is hype from the Cloud Magic Beaver Dog beers which somebody needs to name I a beer want that. that. <laughs> I want to start home brewing just so I can call a beer Cloud start, Magic Beaver Dog. We I can think start you might a brewery. A, uh, dog is trademarked. Probably. Yeah. They'll hunt you down and kill you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but it's like from Cloud Magic Beaver Dog beers obscuring good stuff from local breweries. Yes. So, those <laughs> are the views. Let's open it up to the room. Apparently, the roof's already in there. Yeah, apparently, apparently so roof, yeah, so over, over, over to you. Yeah. I think about this, and it got me slightly annoyed. Is so, what percentage said no? We don't overlook them. Um, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Sorry, so, because uh, I that was the winning, the winning poll number thingy. It, it was said. No, we no, don't no. overlook them. Yeah, don't overlook them. So, so no, was, I, I don't overlook them. On my Twitter and my Instagram, and if I search Instagram for Cheers Guys, is four out of five pictures another can of cloud water with another cloud water glass next to it. If we're all so bloody excited about our local breweries and saying they're so wonderful, should we not talk about them some more or drink them some more or help them some more and all of those things? I can't answer that because I'm not excited about my local breweries. You have in Essex? Yes, exactly. I've got Andy. Yes, we haven't got an Andy. <laughs> what I'll, was the result? So, so the result was 74%, 74% of people went for no, they don't overlook their, their, their local breweries, which is quite a massive percentage. That's, I mean, that's what, that's three quarters, isn't it? Almost. But if you prefer, like... What you're saying is that if that they, so many people social media norm, love it... Or if you look at the local, any bar lineup. That is not representative it, at all. It, it is interesting because going to Simon's point there, in, in, and which is what, what you're saying in terms of a, a number of breweries, and I'm not, not necessarily going to name them, but that, that you know who they are. You can look through your Twitter feed and every fucker is drinking these beers from these breweries. And it's filling up your timeline, and the minute they release a new beer, everybody loses their shit and has to rush out and try and buy it, and be the first person to get a picture on Twitter or Instagram and, and, and what he- whatever. And I, I, I tend to agree, actually, is, 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 is that hype around these half a dozen or so big national breweries actually stopping people from saying you know what actually i'm just going to explore what's around me and i'm just going to see what's here and whether they produce any beer good good beer or not now i'm very much with my on this i we, we live in essex 
I don't get very excited about Essex beer no. and, okay. and what Essex beer is producing. I got quite excited at last week's bottle share when we had uh, an IPA from Brentwood. Brentwood's their first Elephant Elephant School, School IPA number one. Yeah, that's their crafty thing. This yeah. is yes. their crafty thing, which was in a fantastic bottle, black bottle that looked like it had been handwritten with kind of a chalk board marker. Oh, totes craft. And then it had like wax stripped all over it as well. So it wasn't a wax seal, and 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 it looked visually like, stunning. Yes, all and of your fetishes come at once. Properly craft. The problem was that the wax, the candle they had used to drip all over, it was a scented candle. So it had ha- actually, by the time it got in the glass, it had completely ruined the aroma. Oh, of the it, was, beer. It, was, it was like when you like one of those fucking awful things. It was disgusting. Lush. It's like you walk into a yeah. station anywhere in the country and all you can smell is lush. So you had a thing that smelled like lush? Yes. It smelled yeah. like lush. The problem was there was a beer in there. There was actually, I think, a good beer in there. But I think they've ruined it by the presentation. Yeah, and I think Justin had already gone back about that. So, so previous mega guest, you know, on Beer O'Clock Show had already gone back about it, and this was one he dug out of the cellar. It was so overpowering. But, so but also, there were only 22 two. bottles of that available. They only made 22 bottles of it, of which he bought six, and he bought three of them. To, so he, he had like one third of the... A fourth, a quarter. Oh, Math's not my strong point. Really? Did you say a fourth? <laughs> I did just say a fourth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but what you say is that in Great their, in their so, quest so. to be crafty, they basically overwanked it and ruined the beer. Yeah, they, they went too far. Yeah. I think they know that. And, but again, going back to the Essex choice and going back to the last comment, which was the cloud magic beaver dog comment. For for me in Essex, no. I'm quite happy when I can get hold of those in Essex. There are a few breweries I will look out for for certain styles that they do. So, Crouchvale with their Brewers Gold, I think it's an excellent beer. Uh, I think Billy Ricky do some nice dark beers. Uh, Round Tower do some decent beers. My local brewery, Colchester Brewing, couldn't give monkeys about them. Always want to like them, but I've stopped trying now. So no, I'm more than happy when I go into one of my local pubs and they've got these on offer. See, now we're, we're a little bit at odds with the Colchester thing because there's one beer in particular yeah, that's disgusting that you well. absolutely loathe, but I love it, which is their, is it called, is it the Brazilian? Brazilian. Which is a vanilla coffee. No, it's just vanilla. I thought it was a coffee. Yeah, stand. that's what it says. Okay. It's just vanilla. No. It's just alcohol. See, I really pops. enjoy that beer. But again, um, but that's just a difference of opinion about a beer, but that's not representative of your feeling about um, Essex beers. It's, it's not, and I I really, really want to love Bishop Nick beers as, as well, because of the whole heritage yeah. that, that goes in, into it as well. That, and the, the you know, he's a descendant it. of oh, well, the original. The there, it's lovely. Yeah, but every time I have one of his beers, I'm just like, God, you've just produced a beer, and it's going to go against everything we just said. You've just produced a beer for the market that's around your brewery. Which is exactly what he's meant to do. It is exactly what he's meant to do, but why, which is exactly what Andy's doing. But there's no way that Essex is- But Andy no, no, lives no. in Commuterville. So is Essex. So is Essex. So is Essex, that's the thing. With it's, a it's, of fields. It's, it's on the A12 corridor, it's near the M11, it's an hour less into London. There's no way there is just people who want cask 
and just the same cask. I've never heard the phrase A12 corridor before. There you go. It's amazing. How have you not heard that? That's that's a thing. It is a thing. You you used to work in the region. I know, I used to live there. Have you not heard A12 corridor? Uh, You guys have made up so you haven't got a motorway. I I just don't know what it is about Essex. They just... And and this is... we're moving away from what we're supposed to be talking about, which is which is kind of the the, the Berkshire is that you, you've brought us this evening. Thanks, mate. Um, and we're getting a bit frustrated about where we live, but, yeah, but why don't S- why won't the Essex breweries embrace craft? Not it's not even craft. Why won't they embrace? No, no, it's something not just about a craft. Bit, just about something a bit different. Yeah, it doesn't have to be craft. Just innovate a little bit. Try something different. Round Tower brought out Session Pale Ale, which they had at the Lion Inn, which is uh, an events like an event space country pub. And that was really, really good. One of his best ones he's done, apart from a couple of dark beers. Yeah. And really nice. Even something like that doesn't exist on that many Essex breweries. So for me, I was, I was straight away. Do you overlook your local breweries? Yes. I'm probably a yes as well on, on this. You, you not so much. But we've had a hand. I'm, obviously, look I'm, at what you've bought us this evening. I'm a no, but I'm before that. I would like to play my Suffolk girl card. Okay. You've got Adnams then? I have Adnams, so I grew up <laughs> drinking and worked for. But also, you have Woodfords, who I think are great, and Redwell, who... They're Norfolk. Yeah, but they're not local to Essex. <sighs> but for me and Suffolk, they were local. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought one of them was Norfolk. They're both local. Woodford's is Norfolk. Woodford's is Norfolk, yeah. Oh, no, no, we get, that's, you can't be a Suffolk girl and not Norfolk. Uh, so, so you so, would have so, Adnams, St Cal- Peter's and Green King. You drank Rebels. And liked it. Ruddles is produced by Green King. Thank you. Um, so Canberra define local is a thirty mile radius to be in the what locale locale thing. So we're afraid they all count. Steve's pulling a really interesting face and looks like he's going to punch someone. Do you want to elaborate? It's because someone commented <laughs> on and it, that exact number I know. On, on this pole of it being a 30 mile radius and was trying to claim that as a result of that the colonel were their local brewery and I was like fuck off that, that's like me trying to claim that Ipswich is my nearest town because it's within a 30 mile radius but what I would say is that living somewhere more rural is I think you can kind of expand it so if you look at London but if you live in North London, you view Hamilton as your local brewery. It's a valid point, because Ipswich and Norwich view it as a local Derby, and there's 45 yeah. miles in between. That's the thing. But there's there's more people in a smaller space, so you have little local villages. But I would, if, agree, I would agree south of the river is tenuous. Yeah. The minute you cross that river, it adds miles, in, in my opinion. <laughs> it's not as the crow flies, is it? Let's be honest. But... But so important anyway, still remains, so, rocks yeah, so, but, yeah, you've got, yeah, absolutely. We've got, I mean, we're, we're three and we've well, got two more to go. And I thought like to say, I've... Oh, Why did you not bring any siren? Because I thought it was a bit obvious. No, we're, we're fine with obvious. Tough. <laughs> and because we, we're going to be featuring siren in a few weeks' time anyway. Oh. But actually, of actually, the two breweries in Berkshire everyone knows about, you've got siren and Windsor and Eaton. Yes. Which... Everyone knows about you can kind of get hold of all the time, and if we're talking about not overlooking our local breweries, I thought showcasing people who m- might not necessarily get as much airtime would be a good thing. Yes, Windsor and Eaton are the, one of the founder members of the London Brewers Alliance, aren't but they? But they're not within the M25, so they shouldn't count. But they are part but of the are. London Brewers Alliance. 
it's a professional bugbear for me rather than a personal. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I, I quite like their beers. Never been over there. I enjoy a couple of their beers. I also really like their craft arm uprising as, as well. I, I'm sorry, I do. You can get their cans in spoons now. Um, they did a beer a couple of years ago at Christmas called Scumbag Maggot, which was one of the greatest Imperial Stouts I've ever had at Christmas, purely because of the name of the beer. Not because of the flavour or the taste or the aroma? No, because it was just, it summed up everything about Christmas. Well, that's a bit like the cheap wine you used to be able to buy when you went to uh, France called the Dogs Bollocks. It was shit wine. But it was a great name. It was a great name. See, the point I'm about to make is going to end up in a different podcast, you're going to tell me to shut up, but you're happy with the Windsor and Eaton craft arm but you're not happy with the Marston's craft arm. Because there's a difference? Because no, the, no, there is. So there is, not. because the Windsor and Eaton craft arm do good beers, the Marston craft arm don't. Have you tried them all? Not all of them, Well, no. then you can't comment. No, but I've tried enough to be able to Which make a, an informed decision. I can't, I can't <laughs> go through <laughs> Okay, there we go. Now, it's, uh, are these the new ones, like the beardy hipster ones, those... Those ones, are those the ones that you're particularly referring to? I just think it's interesting. Because I've particularly not bought those because of the branding that they've gone for. I just find it interesting that you are happy with a smaller brewery having a craft arm, but a bigger brewery doing it is not okay. Because a lot of the bigger regional breweries do it shit. And and, no, I've never said that because we could very, very easily go (laughs) back to, well, why did Adnams try and do a craft arm? Actually, they're one of the best breweries in the UK in terms of doing a craft arm yeah. and realised very early on that they shouldn't have tried to rebrand it as a craft arm so they stopped that shit and they bought it back in house as Adnams I think a lot of bigger breweries actually do a craftier thing really well that gets overlooked like it's, it's I think Marston's actually a really good example mm. I can't think of anyone other than Adnams who does who's a good re- big regional brewer who does it well Thwaites, Crafty Jam, 13 Guns. Yes, give me that. There we go. Marston. But not pedigree. Marston's owned. Not though. the Marston's ones. But they're Marston's owned. What? Thwaites. Thwaites. Yeah. Yeah. They're still Thwaites. That's a different question, isn't it? You're talking should about we move on? <laughs> we, we probably should. Okay, yes. sorry. So, um, final thoughts on the uh, level up then? Oh, I, I went for a second. You, you went, I think you went for more than a second, to be fair. <laughs> I, I filled I, up my glass I, again. I didn't get any more poured into my glass, did I? Oh, you too busy talking. Oh, sorry. I also had a second. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it we was did. The, the second. Yeah, great. Thanks. Okay, I think so, that so, so everything we need to know. Exactly. I mean, yeah, great stuff. Uh, and, and I love it that it's one of these brews that Andy does that he changes it every time, yeah. dependent on the ingredients that are available. So, obviously, that keeps changing. So, um, and you, no, he, won't, he won't change that MO anyway, will he? No, absolutely not. Because he's still a small brewery so yeah. yeah um so what's up next ruth what 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 other delights have you got for us from berkshire so next up we have well i guess like the berkshire new boys so we have a beer from wild weather who brew in silchester and this is a collaboration with weird beard and it's all of your favorite things oh what's in here in here is it's called quantum state and it's a kefir lime saison. And Steve dies a little bit inside. Steve, you can have sec- you can have seconds of this. It's seven point seven percent. So I've never had anything from Wild Weather. 
I've heard really good things. So oh, I had some wild weather last year because um, I am excited. At the Brattonville Beer Festival, I already mentioned. Um, I was pointing out for you. Okay. Um, Andy recommended it. He said go for okay. some wild weather, and he was he was spot on with that. I think they've done a collab. They have a few beers. They have done a collab. They did the Herman Toothrop, which was the. Oh, was that one of theirs? One of yes. Those? Oh, that, yeah, that we've had that, didn't we? Uh, that you like that? I, I loved it. I, you so bought much, so I bought a second one to tuck away for a year yeah. to, to see how it, it developed. It was a American rum and raisin strong beer. Yeah. But the brew was amazing. So this is a yeah. weird beer. Collab the brewed with Andy the brewed with Yeasty Boys. We get a lot of these beers in the alehouse in Chelmsford. Yeah. While weather always on in there. This is our first can of the evening. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Which is interesting in itself. And they have their own canning line, so this isn't a mobile jobby. Smells of farmhouse? I don't think it's too much farmhouse, or it's offset by the lime. Oh, gin. It's the gin face. (laughs) It is the gin face. It's a gin sour saison face. Uh, Any words, Steve? What about it don't you like? Everything. It's a bit general. It's an ambitious mix, it does have to be said. See, aroma-wise... No, it's got, I it's, like it's the got, aroma. It's got Belgian-y aroma. Do you think so? A little bit. I think it's got less Belgian aroma than Plan B. Oh, it's less Belgian-y. Yeah, but it's, it's gone bigger beer. But it's got a bit more, it's got the lime. The Plan- lime, the limey, yeah. Flavour-wise, I wanted it to be a bit sharper and a bit tarter and a bit more... Do you think it's almost tried to do too much? It makes me feel a bit sad. I I have to say, in terms of... It's almost got like um, a washing up liquid. Not that I drink washing up liquid very often, yeah. only when I run out of beer at home. But it's got that it's kind of... There's something in there. Because you can get um, lime bleach and lime... Yeah washing up stuff can't you that's what it's starting to remind me of I think my current washing up liquid is apple blossom and lime is it there you go it almost sounds like it should be in a can (laughs) (laughs) being poured into my glass you've got craft washing Um, up that could be a thing you can make craft washing up up. yeah Um, I I think for me style wise it's a saison yeah sorry 7.7% isn't that's not it's not a traditional saison, is it? What Trend. saisons were designed to do. No, the saison was just seasonal beers, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's brewed with real kaffir lime leaves. I think I you, can get, you get the lime. Too, okay, I'm a little bit ignorant too, here. Is a kaffir lime different from a normal lime? I think it's slightly more aromatic. Okay. Posh. Waitrose lime. <laughs> I suppose my Audi lime. <laughs> 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 I if Marks and Spencer only made one lime, they would make kaffir lime. It's just a bit cloying for me. I think it would be. I think we've. I mean, we've had it out of the fridge now for what? For, well, how long yeah, we've no, been recording? An hour and a half. It's ten it, hours. Ten hours. If it'd been colder, in a hotter environment, I think it would have worked better. I think it's actually the right temperature, and it's not very warm in here. It's. it's I don't know. I don't ever see a. I just think, time I think where that, I'd enjoy that. I think it's actually trying to do too much. I think there's actually too many things being thrown in. I think it was just a bit more acidic and had a bit more of that refreshing... I think it's got too much body. That might sound a bit of a weird thing usually to say. 
I, I, I actually agree with you on that. And, and again, I think that comes back to the styling. With, with a Saison, you don't want a Saison to have a lot of body. You want it, want it to be refreshing and crisp and to, to do Gold the job that it's designed to, to do. Uh, a Saison isn't designed to have lots of body and to be a sipper. This has got a massive mouthfeel to it. Yeah. It's got a nice can. Mm. <laughs> if that helps. I'm not sure if it has. It's got it fits in well in this one, though. It's got the weird beard skull. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got the, I think it's an interesting beer. I just think it's actually too big for what it's trying to be. It's 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 certainly not a beer that's that, that's for me. How come they've gone? Because Wild Weather, we were saying, are quite new, aren't they? As well. It didn't say on the website, and I really should have asked them. I think they're they've not been around two, that long. Two or three yeah, years, if yeah. that. And they've got their own canning line. They've got their own canning line. They're because that's not cheap, is it? No. Nice little unit in Silchester, as I discovered when I went. Where are they? Silchester. So it's kind of. South of Reading, going towards Newbury, but in the middle of nowhere. Okay. I went. I tried to see them. They were closed on a Friday. Which, which oh. threw me because I had wild weather at being in Devon. Don't know why. Just didn't make things. Because you think that Devon and everyone else is. No, it's, it's nothing to do with it. I just for some reason place. I just imagined that they were. I didn't put them as being in Berkshire. I don't know why. Berkshire is rock and roll. It and would appear so. And this as well. But I have had wild weather beers and I have enjoyed them. I've had wild weather beers. And I have enjoyed weird beers. They do a very good cask beer yes. as, as, as well. And I would like to say that I got this at Uto Beer this morning and it was literally the only wild weather beer they had. So it wasn't, we didn't perhaps get the choice that we would have maybe liked. I so I just think there's actually too much Stop going on. pulling your face. I mean, it's got too, help it. It's got it's too much going beer, on. like a good boy. Too much going on, too much body. It needed to be less of everything. It would be a much more subtle, drinkable beer. Do you want to finish it? I will finish it. Okay. Maybe he's, a, he's a professional, Ruth. He will finish his beer. I said salt bucket and you said no. What? We, we, yeah, because we don't even know what that thing is. No, we've got no idea. We've got no reference point for that. No. Do you want to mix it with something else? No, I, I want to finish this beer. Uh, yeah, she, she, she said she had no gin. Here we go. I had no yeah. gin, I promise. Yeah. I'm so sorry. There are no Berkshire distilleries. I looked so, and looked and looked. While, while we finish this, let's um, let, let's have a look at what letters we've had over the past <laughs> couple of weeks. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. So first up, um, from Sean Paul. Now, I'm not sure <laughs> if that, this is, is from... the real song? <laughs> no, I don't think it's from, like, is he a rapper or an R&B artist? But he's a... I don't think it's from he's that probably, he's, okay. probably, he's probably not a listener to opinions, yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, um, really cool if you want. So, uh, Sean shared us um, his views on a few beers. So, at Vedant Brew, Putty, up there with one more PSI, at Daya Brewery, Steady Rolling Man, and at Cloudwater version 13, as my top beers of 2017. That's uh, that's quite a bold statement so early on in the year. That's very bold. To, I mean, I know we've been doing our beers, beers of, the of the month, month. on Facebook exclusive, so if, if people want to see what we've been drinking and what we've been enjoying every month, they need to head over to our Facebook page and like it and all that jazz and to see what we're doing over there. But um, that, that's very bold to be putting out your beers of the year so early on in the year, don't you think? Although I think I shouted out my beer of the year last year when Cloudwater did the freeze company. And uh, B haven't stopped going on about since. Yeah, <laughs> Which it was. Is, it's their last, it was a brilliant beer. Fair enough. 
Um, and then the other one was from Paul at UNRCD, uh, hashtag opinions topic. With the supermarkets really entering into craft beer, what do people want from their bottle shops now? Which I thought was a great question. Yeah, and I think we'll have to revisit that one. I don't think there's, I think there's probably too much to discuss in one here. Oh, Ruth seems to have an opinion on it. Oh, shit. Um, I think that with supermarkets offering more, then bottle shops also have to offer more. And it's almost becoming a bottle shop bar pub hybrid, which I really like. It's a good concept, good place. But there's no point in them trying to offer the same beers, is there, as a supermarket? No, but you've got more and more bottle shops offering. Offering? Offering? Thank you. Offering as well. Offering. Off, off, off. I'm, I'm so glad you pulled her up. <laughs> I did it myself. Because it's all she did at the beginning of tonight's show was to pull me up on my. So what are you doing? I'm going to pull Half butcher and half bottle shop for an offering. Um, Sounds like Clayton's ideal spot. So places that you, but you can get a gravel refill and you can get draft bit and actually you can sit in there and have a pint while you. Think like we're gonna have. I said I think we need to come back to because I think, but I do agree with you. I think they need to offer something different and something which the supermarkets don't offer. Which is which is a good point because we are seeing more supermarkets entering into the, the craft. And that won't change. You know, I mean, we've got obviously the one that we, we we spoke about a few weeks back was Tesco really up in their game. Yeah. Since then, we've seen Waitrose and additional lines yeah. as well, and Marks and Spencer again are, are just and it's it's getting to the point where you can't go into a supermarket now without seeing a craft range of beer, which I still don't think is a bad thing. I think it's a brilliant thing. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. If the whole point is to get good beer to more people, then surely a supermarket's the best possible and way of doing it. possibly frees up shelf space for the next wave coming in in bottle shops, who can't scale up to do supermarkets. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting because that, in particular in the last couple of weeks, what we've seen is, Quite a lot of bottle shops getting quite vocal and angry about, particularly Waitrose entering into the market and maybe stealing some of the goodwill or reputation that these bottle shops have been building up with breweries. And yeah, that was what, that was one particular beer, though, wasn't it? it, it that was, was the Nincan one well, being in Canty that sparked that off. Yeah, that Waitrose are selling it like two quid less. Than yeah, most that's, I can understand that a little bit. You know, if someone's been building up the brand and really worked hard yeah. with them to do that, then I can understand it a little bit. But when it's the like punk IPA, which you can buy the bombers in Asda for like two pound fifty or something, then that's you know sort of gotten that that's happening for a long time now. Uh, yeah, uh, personally, I I like a great selection in a supermarket. I like I to be able to great. walk into my local supermarket and buy. I'd love to be able to buy more, more beers because, again, we've said many times, I, I live in a wasteland where I don't have an independent bottle shop. I'd love an independent bottle shop in my town, but I haven't got one. No. Obviously, it's similar to, in an ideal world where we're all squillionaires and have loads of time, then you all go to the butcher and the baker and the bottle shop and everything else. But real life isn't necessarily like that, so being able to go to the supermarket and do everything in one go at a sensible price is a really good thing. Yeah, I think it's the same for anything. And those kind, I mean, we went through a phase where independent off-licenses completely disappeared. Mm. Um, and you ended up with just one or two chains left. Independent bottle shops have found a way to create a market. That market's still there. So there is still opportunities for them, but it doesn't, I, I wouldn't say you should just stop buying stuff in supermarkets. That's just ridiculous. Because sometimes that is the only place you can go to. 
And the people behind that brewery have worked really hard to make themselves successful, and the measure of their success is getting big distribution. And so they should therefore be applauded for that and I've got, celebrated I've, rather than people saying, well, no, I don't want I've, to. I think there's room for both. And I, I, I think you're right, and I think, like, like you said at the outset, maybe one that we'll come back to again for a third time yeah. because I think we've probably covered this a number of times we have covered it a number of times it's, it's one that keeps coming up time and time again and it, it? it's warranted to be fair yeah. so I've got no problem there yeah. and it's a good question it's a good question from Paul yeah but, but uh, both Sean and Paul Sean Paul and Paul um, <laughs> thanks, Sean Paul Paul thanks both for your contributions this week to our Bitter and Lingerness letters section um, if anybody does want to ask us a question um, not he about anything but just um, just just send sending comments or views or, or anything. Just simply use the hashtag opinions, and we'll pick it up and we'll feature it on uh, next week's show. Um, final thoughts on the wild weather, weird beard collab, quantum state kaffir lime saison. That was that's that's okay. That's our alarm going off that tells us we've gone over our longest show ever, Mark. <laughs> Um, we're going to try and wrap this up very shortly but final thoughts on the, uh, the, the the quantum state don't need to revisit it I would like to try more things from Wild Weather before judging but that beer I wouldn't not, judge a brewery yeah. on one yeah. beer no but I wouldn't need to revisit this beer but I would want that lighter and crisper and, and more sourer. refreshing than no because I don't. I would have it sharper. Cause yeah. Because you've got the lime. Yeah. If you have it a bit you sharper, that, I'd have it under five percent as well. Yeah, easily. Seven point seven percent for saison is just ridiculous. I'm so sorry, what, but it is. What we've got on next then, Ruth? So Come on. next. Last off, to, to, to bring bring this I'm, show to I'm a finish. Really finally, hope is I it going to finish? It's never going to finish, is it? Goodness, this is the never I ending really podcast. Hope I can bring it back around. So, oh, sorry. Uh, so, last beer we have is from Bingham's Brewery, and it is their vanilla stout, and this is. The champion beer of Britain, which neither of you knew, you heathens. Neither of us knew that. No, that, yeah, we were rubbish on that when we discussed yeah. it earlier. Okay. So we want to point out, so it is the cask version, is champion beer of Britain, but same brewery, same beer. Uh, the only difference is in this one, the vanilla pods go in the FB, and in the cask version, they go in the cask. Okay. Uh, so Bingham's are based in Twyford, so I think they are, for me, my most local brewery. Uh, they're going since 2010, this beer was first brewed in 2011, and last year it was crowned champion beer. That's, that's not bad going though, isn't it? If they've not only been going. around since 2010. So it started they've by... They've got champion beer in Britain yeah. within five years it's of amazing. being in, in, in production. That's so it started by Chris Bingham. I was really lucky that I met John, who's the head brewer, when I went and picked up some bottles and got to look around. Small operation, like ten barrel plant, but cute and clean and everything you could possibly want, and nice people. Interesting in relation to all the other beers that we've drunk this evening. Five hundred. Five hundred. Massively traditional. Very bottle. traditional branding, a very traditional feel to the beer as as, as well. Thank you. Um, looks incredible in the glass. Um, to be fair, nice, nice, nice frothy head on that. I like that. It's it's light in its flavour. You know it's a stout because it's 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 hinting at that without obviously just looking at it and seeing that it's a stout. But you know it's there. It's got that there's some some roasted notes in there. It's a little bit dry. Um, 
and then there's just this subtle sweetness for me that, that, that just lifts it a little bit, which I'm guessing is clearly coming from the vanilla. So they use Madagascan vanilla pods whole. I think for me it's great, it's only 5%, which if we are sitting in craft bankery world is actually like baby beer for a stout. It's a session stout. But it's got loads, it's got so much flavour it doesn't need the extra alcohol. Fuck, when is someone going to release a session stout? That, that, that's, I just, I will that's when it. you know we're completely, the title, session when you've completely jumped the shark when we get a session <laughs> stout. Surely. I, I really like this. I love the dryness at the end. I'm enjoying it. I think I think in terms of the beers that we've we've drunk this evening, it's, it's the, certainly the perfect end. Oh yeah, yeah. To, no, to, to good, the range of beers. Good that choice for that. We've if drunk. Only there were some brownies to go with it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> We're almost there, folks. Not long left. Those regular listeners will know we've got maybe, you may be five minutes away from being able to end this week's <laughs> podcast. Um, part four. Part four, so yeah. Um, prize is prize. Prize who's, is prize. Who's got the uh, great big box of nothingness? It was week? actually quite good fun this the last couple of weeks because there were some really good different pictures rather than just a glass beside a, a bottle or a can. Clever one. I didn't say that. Okay. Cloud water. Cloud water did get mentioned. Michelle did a very good one of a new Dipper Citra and the IPA Equinot. Did a bit was, of a half and half. Was picture. that two glasses of orange juice next to each other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Clayton was in the running with his uh, all about broadside. He had the broad spirit of broadside, broadside, and the uh, both barrels. Uh, but he didn't have a bottle of not broadside, did he? No, he needed he needed a cask. No, 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 no. It was the he didn't have the glass in the right place. What? Uh, glass bottle, glass bottle, bottle glass. But if he'd had a pint all of wrong in cask the picture. broadside, he'd have got the full. Line I did. Up. I did like the picture. I did like the black yeah. and white image on on that picture. Um, I'd quite like uh, Gregor's uh, picture, which was the recy- his recycling bin. Full marks that man, I think. For that. I like that because I actually that's, walked, that's down, I walked down the hill when the recycling's out, nosing at people's selection and then judging them <laughs> as I walked down the I road. It, I love it that you judge people <laughs> on, on what's in their recycling. You've got 12 bottles of bud in there. Even people ask you if you've had a party when you go to recycling. Uh, no, because I don't. Do cause I'm daily. always there the night before. You do it daily. <laughs> I have to take. I have to physically. <laughs> I have to take my bottles to a bottle bank. They they don't get collected. Oh, so. you've had a nice night, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, sir. Chink. And there was a really good one at Northern Monkey Factory as well. Uh, but uh, uh, this was the earlier spoiler. Son of a gun. Oh, he's back. He's back. He is back. He's got a picture of three McGargles bottles. Little banging IPA. Uh, Big banging IPA and double banging IPA, which uh, Steve and I will confess to being big fans of all Absolutely, three of those. Yeah. Um, and that was the winner, so that will be featured. Uh, that will be featured on online. Incredible! I'm so I'm, I'm actually so glad that the the big box of nothing is going back to Ireland because it's been a long time a since while. Son of a Gun has, has won it. I know he had a bit of a hiatus from being on social media, and it's great that he's come back. He's back. With that image as well, with beers that we've drunk. Yeah. So, so we've both we've both sampled those and we've enjoyed those beers as well. And obviously, if, if you want a chance of trying to bring that box back from Ireland to the UK, put your picture on Instagram, use the hashtag cheers guys. And if it's the one that attracts Martin's eye next week without me trying to influence him too much. Which doesn't work anyway. Doesn't work at all. Um, then, then you'll get the big box or nothing. Um, I think we're almost there, mate. We are. This has been a, it's been a session episode. 
we are just finishing off Al Bingham's um, final thoughts on this beer. I think it's really well balanced. Um, I was a little bit nervous because of my previous comments about a vanilla beer. I think it's in really good balance, this beer. I think it's great. I think that the vanillas adds the smoothness and kind of boosts the flavours you already expect to be there. And yeah, I'm very proud to have them as my closest brewery. I, I would be. Um, I would echo what you said. It's it's literally like a vanilla flavoured stout, which is which is what you want when somebody has said that would put vanilla in a stout. It's um, for me the balance is perfect. Yeah, no, it works really well, and I quite like the fact that it's just traditional bottle, traditional label. And they're not swanky, and they're not trying. No, to they're, they're not, not trying to be they something. They are not. just yeah. nice men in a room making really good beer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Ruth, thank you for coming back on Opinions. Again. I'm. S- just and so aware I'm never coming back again. <laughs> bringing many beers from Berkshire. Many, many beers for, from Berkshire. For, for us to try. It's, uh, it, it's kind of been a reintroduction of the county showcase thing, um, but in a bit more detail, sitting down, trying beers, drinking them. Which, if anyone else wants to recommend their county. And invite us up to drink, to try, the drink their beers, we'll yeah, do it. Yeah, we're more, more than happy It's to not do a it. problem. It has been great to have you back on the show. Where Thank can people you. find you? They can find me at Beer Fairy with the wanky spelling. We're so anyways, that, doesn't, that doesn't help people <laughs> find yeah, you on Twitter. Doesn't. They'll put it in the show notes. Um, or you can try... She's, good. she's, she's got that thing right now. If you have it trained is, me so yeah, well. Put it in the show notes. Um, I wish she said they, she yeah. was you. Yeah. Or I work for West Berkshire Brewery and Renegade Boys if you're available on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and all of your social networking sites. Okay, and let's, let's do the whole disclosure thing. All of these beers have been given to us this evening, haven't they, from the various breweries? No. Uh, no. So the, well, they've been given to us. They've been given to us. Thank you, Ruth, for giving us <laughs> these beers time. this evening. Um, so thank you to Andy Parker, the loveliest, nicest, most cuddly man in brewing. Uh, they were donated. And obviously the Renegade beer by me. Others I paid for. So um, that thank means you very much. pints are on you. Absolutely. If you want to get involved um, in in this week's show, <laughs> talk to us about the beers that you're drinking locally. Just put it up onto it. Use the hashtag opinions, and we will pick it up. What is coming up <laughs> next week? For fuck's sake, Martin! <laughs> Let's finish this fucking thing. We've got some beers from St Allstalls next we, week, Steve. We have. We're doing. They're doing a bit. Of their crafty range, aren't we? It's, Crafty or limited range? Limited crafty? Small batch. Small batch, small that's batch, I think. Is, I can't remember which ones are because yeah. I almost lost them. Yeah, so we're going to feature. Babatu? Is it Babatu? Yeah, we'll put a link. Eureka? In the show notes, probably. Eureka? Eureka and their Corrib, which yeah. is their. There you go, their Lava. So, so we'll be featuring those on, on next week's show. Uh, God knows what we'll be talking about next, oh, next week. Nothing now. Could, could be anything. We, we might do a poll and then. Something will come up an hour before we record. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's what's coming up next week. Um, until then, uh, cheers. Cheers. cheers.